KRCL, Salt Lake City. Homegrown's alright with me. Homegrown is the way it should be. Homegrown is a good thing. Plant that bell and let it ring. Welcome to Radioactive. I'm Laura Jones. It's Punk Rock Farmer Friday here on KRCL. Aldine Strickland, KRCL's Punk Rock Farmer. It's really great to be here in the house at the studio. What a wonderful feeling. Starting to get familiar with all the buttons, the bells and whistles. I panicked there for a minute. I'm like, wait a minute. We changed something. Did I get this on? It's still uh, waiting to do something. So, Al, what's on the show? So, um, it's... Uh, St. Patrick's Day coming up, and we're going to have Peter Donegan. We Skyped with him or Zoomed with him yesterday, and we have a great little interview about what he's been up to, and uh, he's back in Castle Design doing uh, courtyards, and, and uh, he's got a great story. He's a... Uh, you know, it's it's funny. We make an excuse. We say to every year because he's in Ireland, and mm-hmm. uh, we make an excuse to get back in touch with him. And we've stayed good friends through the years. Yeah, he was here in what 2017 for a whole bunch of stuff. Ended up in the parade, which is happening tomorrow. And then Allison Enerson is with us from the Downtown Alliance and the Downtown Farmers Market. There's some news going on with that. There's a new market coming next year, this season, and. Uh, also, some money was appropriated to repair the Rio Grande building, and uh, the, maybe we'll have a full-time market there. A year-round market. That'd be awesome. We could be lucky if we yeah. had that. Also, hoping for the Hibernian Society to stop by. They are painting shamrocks on the street over at Gateway as we talk, because tomorrow's the parade. So we're hopefully going to get them in the studio. Skywatcher Leo T in studio for something live in a bit. Also, Allison Enerson, you said that. So let's get to our homegrown music, shall we? And I, I'm having problems with the board. There's a little digital hiccup. So we're going to have to share my mic with some folks. But uh, let's let's meet the band tonight, Al. Spirit Machines uh, are here with us today. Uh, Want to go around and everybody introduce who they are and what you play? So we'll start over here. I'm Sergio Martikrena. I'm on the bass. I'm Pepper Rose, and I sing vocals. I'm Michael Collins. I play drums. This really doesn't work. No, that one works. Oh, it's this, this one, one over here. Yeah. Doesn't work. <laughs> I'm Dave Crespo. I play guitar. Hey, Dave. Hey. Thanks for thanks for being here. Yeah, I'm looking at the board. This is all inside baseball. Who cares? Let's move <laughs> on. Okay, so COVID hit, and you're putting out an album, Dave, right? Yep, that is the case. And it's called? It's called Feel Again. Okay, we're going to hear something from it later in this hour, but... We're going to actually kick off with your new single. What's this one about? Al, it's called Catch-22. Very good. Uh, this this song is like a, it's kind of a movie sequence of a, a chase scene. Uh, Pepper can tell you about it more, though. Oh, yeah, it's just kind of a casino backroom prohibition chase scene. And uh, I don't know, a little bit of voodoo mixed in there with it. We, we shot the video at the clubhouse which is on South Temple. Yeah, it's an yeah, old, like, yeah. Mormon, women's uh-huh. Mormon Ladies cl- Literary Club, wasn't yeah. it before? Something like that? Yeah. yeah. So you got the bit of the vibe in the video? 100%, yeah. You should watch it. It's on YouTube. You got Catch a, 22. Got a gig coming up? Um, our next one is the 26th at Piper Down, and that will, that'll be fun. Are you also open up for uh, Royal Bliss yeah. at the Depot on yeah. April 23rd? So stick around. We'll get all those details. But Al, Catch 22? This one is Catch-22 by Spirit Machines, fresh and homegrown, KRCL 90.9 FM. Mm-hmm. 
Someone's ringing off the hook, just can't escape. There's a fox in the garden, sneaking down the avenue. Just forget where it's all buried, then you can't tell no lies. The razor's edge. I bet gets hairy and dead to the Lord of Lies.
everyone plays a role in suicide prevention. Call 1-800-273-8255-TALK for 24-7 free and confidential support for people in distress, prevention and crisis resources for you or your loved ones, and best practices for professionals. KRCL's annual record and CD sale will be making its triumphant return in 2022. We're planning something special, so stay tuned. But in the meantime, we'll be taking donations of your gently used, tremendously loved, but slightly neglected records and CDs. If you can let go, we can make sure those treasures get their way to the next music lover in line. Donations are tax deductible and will help power your community radio station, 90.9 FM, KRCL. If you'd like to donate, reach out to me, Eric P. Nelson, at recordsale at krcl.org for details. See you soon. Yes, please do send your vinyl and CDs. Hey, I'll take some cassettes, Al. I'm just saying. <laughs> I got plans for the things that uh, don't get sold. We're stretching them. We're turning them into other things. This is Radioactive, Punk Rock Farmer Friday. And Al Dine, before we get to our interview with Peter Donegan later in the hour on your Urban Farm Report, there are some current events we need to talk about. First and foremost, the St. Patrick's Day Parade is tomorrow at the Gateway. And joining us from the Hibernian Society of Utah, we have past president Megan Gibson, second generation. In fact, your dad helped found this whole thing, right? Yes, yes. Your dad was John it, Welsh. Yes. Passed away right at the... Right before uh, the cancer, before the 2020 parade got canceled. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry for Thank your you. loss, but what a Thank legacy, you. this parade and the oh. Shamsa back on... Shamsa? Shimsa? Shimsa. Shamsa. Shamsa. The Riley side of me is very disappointed. <laughs> We won't hold it against you. <laughs> so you got uh, shamrocks going down on the street at Gateway tonight. Absolutely, absolutely. It's great to see them coming back out. Uh, you know, those have been uh, you know appearing every year on the streets for since the start. I've got a proud Irish side of the family. Al's got a proud Italian side of the family. We're all immigrants in one way or another absolutely. in this country. And I, that's kind of what I feel when I go to the parade and take the Irish wolfhound that my brother has and march in the parade. Absolutely. Course, Everybody's Irish. Yeah, every dog is Irish <laughs> on St. Patrick's Day. So exactly. what's happening tomorrow? What's the, uh, the flow, too, from south to north? Yes, this year we are running um, from the south end to the north end with our after party, the Shamsa, um, at the uh the north end of the gateway um we and for the first time ever we are starting the parade an hour later at um 11? at 11 o'clock thank you hoping it'll warm up a little bit and it's nice because for first first time ever um we are uh serving drinks uh while the parade is going on so oh, so is- later start helps us do that in, absolutely in, uh, utah aldine <laughs> <laughs> and lots of lots of music and dance going on yes. two stages yes exactly we have two stages so um we have uh, seven irish dance groups and four uh, uh bands all local of course what was the one that you noticed? Uh, the Young Publiners. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a fun one. A little to be play in. on the Young Dubs. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. And uh, there's usually some some kitschy tongue in cheek kind of floats going on. How many floats are? Can you tell us what to expect? So or? we have about uh, almost eighty enter. Well, we do have eighty entries this year. Um, so we were we worried a little bit with the, you know COVID, um, but everybody is just ready to get out and have a great time tomorrow. Uh, so the parade starts at 11 o'clock, and uh, it will run till about uh, 1 o'clock, and then immediately after the Shimsa starts, which goes from 1 until 5 o'clock. You know, the, the St. Patrick's Day Parade is kind of 
expanded and contracted over the years. I remember going once and I'm like, wait, you've been around once. So <laughs> we like to have a good time, right? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. All right. And the Gateway's getting into it as well with lots of fun things going on throughout the, the mall. Where can people learn more, Megan, and uh, plan their trip down to Gateway tomorrow? Yes, absolutely. Um, our, you can find more about the parade at uh, irishinutah.com. Um, also on our Facebook page, Hibernian Society of Utah, and um, our Instagram page, uh, Irish in Utah. So there you go, folks. Check tonight's show notes if you missed all that. We'll have it for you as well. Get in on the luck of the Irish tomorrow, right? Yes, yes. Thank you so much, Megan, for coming in. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Okay, so we have Leo with us in studio, Alvin. Yeah, very good, huh? We haven't uh, seen you for a minute, Leo. You've been uh, coming in across the, you know, from afar, from taped and in the can, so to speak. But we're here today, and it's great to see you. Thank you. It's, it's great to be here in this lovely studio. So uh, it is St. Patrick's Day, and I thought maybe we could start there. Leo, you sent me a little music bed to, to work on. Is there anything in the constellations above our heads that might uh, relate? Well, there's quite a bit going on. Uh, you know, the myth, and you can tell me if I'm wrong here, that I, I looked up says that St. Patrick, amongst other deeds, of course, St. Patrick uh, actually was British. He was born to Roman parents in Scotland or Wales in the late 4th century. Wait, we need to get Megan back here and yeah. get a fact check uh, on Really, that. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Uh, uh, well, the myth, anyway, that he got rid of all the snakes in Ireland, yes. right? Yes, kind of a Pied Piper for snakes. Yeah, they all jumped off the cliff or something? Yeah, something like something that. Something like that. So, snakes in the sky, I took a minute to go ahead and reflect on that because the constellation Hydra, the water snake, is up there, and it crosses into many cultures. The Hindu mythology, Hydra represents one of the nakshatras of Hindu astrology. The Chinese saw it as a vermilion bird and the azure dragon. In Greek mythology, it represents the water snake brought to the god Apollo by Corvus the crow. And in Ireland, many of these constellations are tied to the Greek star myths. So you've got uh, some of those up there in the sky. Or, for instance, Perseus, if the skies clear up, we can look at Perseus tonight underneath the W of Cassiopeia. Perseus has the double cluster here. As I've said before, you guys have heard me say it. It looks like the Marge Simpson head. So get your binoculars out. <laughs> see if you can see that. Anyway, Perseus, a Greek hero and the son of Zeus, but in Celtic tradition is known as Luch and was the primary god representing the red sun. His name in common language would have been Cock Robin from the belief that souls become birds after death. And another of the constellations commonly connected with Perseus in Greek legends is Pegasus, the winged horse. To the Celts, this was the horse of the sea, the sea god, a beautiful white beast that figured in many Celtic myths and still has many maritime associations. They call it the, uh, it's all called, they still call the white caps of waves white horses. In ancient Celtic world, the constellation of Pegasus coupled with Andromeda on its back represented the goddess Epona riding her white horse and long may she ride. You know, that's my favorite part when you when we say many cultures but one sky, and I think that's something that kind of I need right now with what's going on in the world, what's gone on the last two years. You look up above us, Al, and we're all looking at the same sky. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love that there are different cultural stories that you're drawing on in uh, your Skywatcher reports, Leo. But I want to talk about the vernal equinox, right? I want to talk about daylight savings time. What you got? Well, we got that uh, one of the two moments in the year. As you know, the sun is exactly above the equator and day and night are of equal length. 
As the sun crosses the celestial equator going north the beginning of spring, lasting until the yes. summer solstice on June 20th. Are you guys ready for spring? I'm ready for spring. We're moving out of the winter sky, obviously, right? We're, yes. We're, we're coming towards summer now. Yes, indeed. Those stars are starting to wheel around. Uh, after the equinox, the North Pole, which the Earth is tilted at 23.5 degrees, which is kind of odd. Uh, and so it kind of goes back and forth between the seasons. And as we work towards summer, it starts to point toward the sun again. And uh, that's what's going on. Good for planting, Al. Yes, it's time. How much you got in uh, your seed banks right Uh, now? mm, We have, so the exciting news, uh, the seed banks are now certified organic seeds that are coming from the Green Phoenix Farm. And so uh, we still have quite a few seeds. I know uh, the Green Urban Lunchbox was looking to to do some when they sow their backyard garden their back farms program yeah. and uh, so we still have some seeds if folks want some uh, you can get in touch with me on facebook uh, punk rock farmer uh, or punk rock farmer 23 at gmail.com and uh, i'll send some seeds your way yeah and just so you know we sent out the seeds half of them came back there was an over uh, active postal worker who flagged them as packages Half you got the seeds, half of you didn't. We've been emailing you, asking you to come in and get them. But uh, if you absolutely can't, let us know, and uh, we will send those to you. So, uh, Skywatcher Leo T here. Daylight savings time is this weekend, right? Right. Spring forward, fall back, which is it? Spring forward this time. So we're going to lose an hour. Yeah, we're going to lose an hour, and that's uh, coming up, what, uh, 2 in the morning? you got to throw that ahead. That always throws me off a little bit, but... And messes with me for about a week. Okay, Parker Solar Probe zoom past the sun on February 25th. Also, any details about Mars rovers and helicopters? Well, the Mars rovers, uh, the uh, helicopter just had its 20th flight. It's helping the rover to see where it's going. It's really kind of a a paltry little amount of ground that the helicopter covers, but they're very excited about it because it does give them an aerial view as they go over. Um, It's up there in the Jezero crater and uh, just going around looking for signs of ancient life and water. They've already discovered water. Water's already been proven to have been there. It is there. It's in the poles. So uh, a lot of good things can happen from that. Okay, just two more things here, Al. I don't know if you saw the news, but there is a Twitter feud between a former NASA astronaut and the head of the Russian Space Agency, something like that. Yeah, the head of Roscosmos. He's a bit of a... Implying that he wouldn't give our guy a ride home. Exactly, yeah. He's a... He's uh, being, uh, well, I'm, I can't say That's it. right, FCC, please. That's right. Uh, the commercial Soyuz launch operations at the European Space Agency's launch site in French Guiana, they've stopped that. They didn't launch a bunch of things for uh, England, and they cut off sales and support for Russian rocket engines using the U.S. rockets, which had no idea how many rockets we use that are built in Russia, but yeah. we do. And uh, Roscosmos, in the heat of this new cold, world, uh, cold War, has implicated that they could deorbit the space station. Uh, as the Russians control the thrusters of the International Space Station. I was listening to something online today, and NASA saying, no, no. So, I, you know, before we get too crazy about this, folks, it was a Twitter spat. Yes. And we'll see what actually happens. Yeah, Mark Kelly, the astronaut, yes. was in it with him. And the, uh, they depend on NASA just as much as NASA depends on Roscosmos exactly. to keep that operational. There's a long history of working together with the U.S. and uh, Russia, and the International Space Station is based on that. And there are three members that are come down, two Russians and one American, are set to come down on a Russian Soyuz spacecraft to land in Kazakhstan on March 30th. So, so we'll see what happens yeah. if our guy comes home on that one. And then lastly, what's in the sky tonight? Where's the moon? 
the moon's going to be hanging up there. It's uh, growing, and it's past full, so it's gibbous, mm -hmm. and it's uh, up in Gemini. So you've got, if you can see the moon tonight, you'll see Castor and Pollux right there, and then down below that is Procyon, which is a pretty bright star, and then the, the brilliant Sirius down there. So waxing. Waxing, exactly. There we go. Yeah. Skywatcher Leo T, where can folks find you on Facebook? You can find me on Skywatcher Leo T at Facebook. Thank you so much. Again, folks, Skywatcher Leo T, and we'll put a, sh a link in the show notes. And Leo volunteers his time on Fridays along with Al Dine, our punk rock farmer, to bring you this show. Thank you so much, Thank Leo. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And we have Allison Enerson with us, Al Dine, from the Downtown Farmer's Market. So, big news. Um, some some good things coming. I mean, uh, we, we were so a little sure. discouraged last week because the session hadn't quite ended. And we didn't think you got your money, so we were all kind of glum. But tell us the story behind that. Well, I th the one big lesson is to never count your uh, chickens before they hatch. And the legislative ses session always teaches us that every year. So doesn't end until midnight. And <clears throat> we did the show seven. six. And yeah. Done by yeah. seven. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we were lucky enough to um, get 200 and something thousand dollars uh, to do the deep dive on the Rio Grande Depot for the potential for a public market. And there's a lot of really exciting things happening in that neighborhood. Um, and so we hope, you know, we've been working on a public market for many, many years. So I think yeah, things- Yeah, already studied this. We That's have, I was confused. Yeah, we've done, I mean, I just was emailing with a colleague that I sent him the 2012 study. <laughs> so it's been a really long time coming. Um, we know that we need to have a, a bigger and higher public use of the Rio Grande Depot as Station Center, what has been called Station Center, which is just all those blocks behind the Rio Grande Depot get developed. Um, so it's a really, really exciting time in Salt Lake City as we look to develop uh, that neighborhood and really um, activate that neighborhood and activate the intermodal hub for what it should be. It was like people getting off the train and coming into our beautiful city. So. So we're going to do that, um, you know, starting in July when we get the money, and um, we're hoping to bring a public market to the city soon. That's fantastic. And Thursdays are now on the table, Alda. Well, uh, something's going on with Liberty Park. Tell us. Yeah, the Liberty Wells Community Council has been running that market for, I think this would have been their fifth year. Um, you know, obviously it was really hard to run markets during COVID, and it's really hard not to have, like, a dedicated paid staff to run a farmer's market. So they asked us if we would step in and take over management of that market, and we are doing that. So your beloved neighborhood Liberty uh, Park Farmers Market will return June 16th, and we're super excited. I mean, we have a lot of assets and, and good staff and amazing uh, contacts with vendors and farmers, and so we're looking to restore that as a neighborhood market. It's not going to be the big zoo downtown, so don't worry. If you liked coming to shop that neighborhood market, you're still going to love it. All your favorites are going to be there. Plenty of produce, grass-fed meats, uh, kombucha, baked goods, and all of that. Just, um, you know, we bring a little bit more a sort of organizational structure and assets to the party. So I think it's going to be fantastic. And moving to Thursday, let's make that clear because it was on Fridays. And, and this will, it'll be, it'll be nice to have another market during the week. That's yeah. right. I mean, we used to do a Tuesday market and, and it was, you know, pretty successful for a, a bit. But I think Thursday night is going to be the sweet spot for this market. I think it's a great time to go and get some groceries and stroll, you know, the Liberty Park, which is such a beautiful asset for our city. Um, so I think it's going to be great. Thursday nights from 4 p.m. to dusk. Excellent. And then always the downtown farmer's market will start up again when? Oh, downtown farmer's market, the zoo, will start <laughs> on June 4th. 
Um, and you know, we're adding, we're starting a little bit earlier than we have in the past and we are returning to full operations. So we'll have around 300 vendors in the park. Um, all of your favorites, all the art and craft market that you loved, all of the food fairway that you loved, um, you know, great coffee, great food, great produce. And that's going to, it's going to be a great year. Okay. So we talked summer, we talked the new market, winter market won't be tomorrow, but we'll be going until when. That's right. We will not be hosting a winter market tomorrow um, so that the uh, Irish in Utah can do their thing and have the parade and the sha uh, shamsa. My people, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I got some Irish in me somewhere. I don't know. I'm really like Icelandic, so but I, I think there's some Irish in there somewhere. I don't know. Um, so yeah, we, we're off next. We're off tomorrow. Don't come tomorrow. Uh, come to the parade instead. Plenty of parking. It's going to be a really fun event. And then um, we'll start back up next week, which is the 19th. If I do the math correctly, mm -hmm. yeah. tomorrow's the 12th plus yep. seven. Yeah, there plus seven. So we'll start back up on the March 19th and we go through April 23rd, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Gateway every Saturday. We have such amazing produce this year. It's been so good um, and it's been really busy and we just truly appreciate the support of the community for this market. Well, thanks so much, Allison, for all you do to bring the good local food out to folks all year round. That's It's amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. Where can people find out more? SLCFarmersMarket.org. Check our Insta. Check our Facebook. It's all there. Excellent. All right, let's get another homegrown tune from our featured band tonight, Spirit Machines. And Sergio, the bass player, the sassy cat and ball python owning uh, bass player. I'm reading your bio here, trying to at least really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I unfortunately no longer have the ball of python, Aww. but... I still have lots of tattoos and sassy cats. <laughs> it also says that you learned guitar after joining the skateboard scene. You've been playing in rock punk and ska bands ever since. So what do you like about Spirit Machines? Oh, well, they're an amazing group of people. They are definitely family. Um, and they just make amazing music and let me be a part of it. It's awesome. How, uh, you guys gravitate back and forth from here in Massachusetts. How Correct. Do you, how do you do that? Well, uh, Dave is originally from Boston. So he has a good family and support group out there. And we're lucky enough to make enough money to fly back and forth from time to time. Very good. That Stick around. Fun. We'll find out uh, where you can download their music and also the gigs they have coming up. But in the meantime, Al, let's find out about this next song. Yes, what's a, what, what is the next song? Is it right here? Uh, Portland? Correct. All right. Let's. Uh, um, I'm assuming it's about Portland, but go ahead and tell me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so we feel... Uh, a lot of youth here in Salt Lake get a little angsty and they need to go on a pilgrimage. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this, about. oh yeah, so this is kind of a song tributed to them making their pilgrimage to Portland, getting a little weird and bringing that weirdness back. Very cool. This is uh, Spirit Machines with Portland, fresh and homegrown on KRCL 90.9 FM.
Machines, Portland off the album Feel Again, Homegrown on KRCL 90.9. I'm Laura Jones and in studio tonight with Aldine Strickland, KRCL's punk rock farmer. And now it's time for your Urban Farm Report. And one of our favorite guests, at least once a year, we're able to catch up with. Peter Donegan. And uh, it was great to talk to him. He's got some, he's got a really great project to talk about. He's back at the castle. Here we go. So today we have Peter Donegan with us, and he's calling in all the way from very close to Dublin, Ireland. I'm not going to say Ballybogle. I'm I'm not a, I'm not sure how to say it correctly, <laughs> but I'm sure you'll you'll Peter. It's really great to see you, and to have you here on the show again. We make an excuse, we say, and. Um, there's a, there's a couple different reasons we're going to talk to you today. It's not just all about St. Patrick's Day. You have a big undertaking coming up. Um, Al, Laura, it's great to see you both again, indeed. And I'll try not to talk as fast as I did last time when you had me on. Um, yeah, it, I, I think you've got, um, obviously, St. Patrick's Day is on the horizon. And then uh, your listeners may remember around about 2019 i was one of 14 designers selected internationally uh, to in this case represent ireland and we designed a garden in the dried up moat of a 13th century castle in northern france and this was to commemorate the centenary of the ending of world war one it became known as the irish peace garden and now uh, i guess i'm back 
so myself and Chloe, who works with me, we will relocate for phase one to uh, Peron again in northern France, but on this occasion, we're in the internal courtyard garden. And it's the 30th anniversary of what is uh, Europe's largest war museum. There's a bit more to it than that contained within the castle. And so on a, a garden building challenge, we have a, a, a different challenge, if I may, because obviously it's a, a, a castle that you're not supposed to get into the internal part of. Um, <laughs> but we have an entire garden to make in there and then to go to the annual celebrations of March 17th. Uh, St. Patrick's Day, well, I think your listeners can gather by my accent. I come from that part of uh, that little island off the coast of England, as I like to say. Let's let's talk about the castle a little bit first, and then we'll talk about uh, St. Patrick's Day. Peter, they asked you to come back. They asked, That's a great honor. What a great honor. You must have did a good job. Um, I, I was talking about this with my one of my sisters, and I was saying, you know, it's really funny that the day there's a there's a part in Ireland where you're not allowed to get above yourself. You know, it doesn't matter who you are. You're just not allowed to get above yourself. So when I came back from France the first time, uh, my dad, who I loved dearly, but was short on everything. The answer you were to give him, the question he asked you, and how long that conversation would take. And he said, uh, uh, you know, how did you get on? I said, well, you know, they call me Monsieur Architect when I'm in France, and he said, well, that's great. How about you put the hedge out the front, and I might make you a cup of coffee. And so there's a, there's a leveler there. You don't get above your station, and, and if you, you, don't, you don't go too far wrong, I think, but you certainly don't get big-headed. And uh, I think I was joking with a good friend of mine in, in London, Ed, who's a, a contractor we work with over there, and I was saying to Ed, you know, if Dad was around... I wonder would he even say I think you're getting decent at this kind of thing that you <laughs> that you do for a living, but they have and it's 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 sort of humbling when um, uh, you know I would have met E in Salt Lake City in 2017 and as we spoke before we came on air, isn't it wonderful when you take a stand back and see who's by your side and and we're still friends. I'd like to I'd like to think so anyway. Um, <laughs> And in, in France, we did that in 2018. It was inaugurated in 2019, and now we're 2022. And it's, it's, a, it's a huge project when, when you consider uh, the, the PR person at the time uh, who, who had brought me over uh, um, said to me in, in 2018, he said his grandfather was born before the First World War. He came back, the town was flattened. He got enlisted into the war in, in World War II, uh, became a prisoner of war, came back, and the town was flattened. And he said to me, do you, do you understand what you're a part of? You're about to change the face of this castle. And it's, it's entirely humbling on one level. And then on the other level, some might say the pressure is a little bit higher because you're sort of back again. And once you reach that thing, it's kind of where does the level sort of seem to end? But ultimately, it's a building of significance. And when you get it wrong, maybe it's a self-imposed pressure. I don't get it wrong, but should you? It keeps you on your heels. It keeps you on your toes. But I, I think for a town and on an international level, certainly, and, and maybe a little bit more so in uh, in current circumstances, which, which we'll choose not to get into but 
uh, again, I'll say what a, what a humbling um, compliment and, and yeah. I was, I was going to get into it just a wee bit, the current circumstances, because you are working sure. in essentially a, a peace museum and that's the feeling you're trying to evoke. And so as this your second project there, what is in your mind in terms of the design and the idea? Let's talk a bit about what you're bringing to that to evoke that sense of peace after war and against the backdrop of a war unfolding. Well, it's, it's interesting, Laura, when you, when you get into the, the garden in the moat, that ultimately was a, a jardin de la paix, a garden. Piece. And the name that I gave that garden was Jardin Nutitia, which is the Greek goddess of happiness. And uh, moats in any language, nothing good ever happened in them. Uh, they were designed to keep people out. And if you chose to go inside, something bad invariably happened. And when you see the, the photographs of the castles of the castle in Peron, the emblem of the town, and the, the turrets originally, they're five giant sized big columns and they would have had pointed tops, which suggest fairy tale or loosely Disney castles, for example, are loosely based upon churches, but they're designed as castles in, in uh, the cartoon sense. And the castle changed then to have battlements, which is the U and the N that goes around the top for defense. <clears throat> That's the first part. And, and my brief or the brief I was loosely given was to allow people to come in and converse and stay longer, to remember the past, but have an eye to the future. And it's very, very important that that happens in, in, in any language, in any disagreement, even if it's with your mom or your sister. You, you mightn't forget, and it'll still hurt you, but you, you've got to be able to converse. And you, you learn to move on as, as an Irishman. If I may, we, we have a, a very different history uh, I think every country has its own sort of uh, uh, delicate uh, issues along the way in its past. Obviously, I appreciate that as well. But for the children who are now and how they remember and how they look forward. So that was that one. In, in this part of the castle, and once you get into the museum, and I will add the main function of that uh, museum, the Historial de la Grande Guerre house within it, is uh, research and by research then it becomes education and so the children and the schools uh, and how they go in they are probably number one and the families that go in and the families that are visit that, that visit and it is really really well worth um, uh, doing but how they do it inside the museum is a i suppose a catalyst for what we're about to do outside in the garden and in the museum, you start at a time when the castle was, you might say, of peace and the uniforms were, were white and they were more, say, um, a little bit chivalrous and, and maybe eloquent. And you certainly wouldn't have gone into battle in them too much. Uh, and you evolve into a point where it becomes the First World War and the call to arms. And the, the, they're very clever in that they show the propaganda on both sides of the war. And there is points where there are alludes to the Irish to come and help. Uh, there are alludes to, um, uh, let's say, tete-a-tete -tete and people, um, what we would call bouncing off each other, maybe a little bit. Uh, and you get to the end where you realise, uh, from a war perspective, nothing really good comes out of any of this, number one. Uh, what, what it then shows, and this is the harrowing part, is the, the work by an artist called Otto Dix, and Otto Dix shows what happens to the soldiers when they return. 
and you realize again um, they were never the same people they were the the aftermath of what was two countries or two lands fighting ultimately and and it, it's it's harrowing so when the children come in i would always suggest that the parents look take a different course out into the uh, the rest of the museum and go see the castle and look at the turrets and we'll get you up onto the roof garden and we'll show you there. In in this part, and this this will explain a little bit, in the, the courtyard garden, what we tried to do is to make it a friendly welcome. Um, and education is a good thing and horticulture never really upset anybody. When I see Al making his potions and his concoctions and if you don't follow him on Instagram, and you see him at the farmer's market in Salt Lake, you'll, you'll get where I'm coming from. There's a happiness and there's a joy that comes from all of those things. And so we chose a slightly different angle, and I'll bite. Um, uh, there's a herbarium against the backdrop of a medieval 13th century wall. The herbarium's explained by use of plants how the, the medicines would have been made and how they would have had to make their own concoctions of things to, to make somebody better or of scent or perfume or something along the lines of equally when you go back into the castle they uh, we worked with a company called skyball and they do virtual reality so when you hold up your phone the soldiers uniforms and the nurses uniforms come to life but they talk about amputations and again the after effects and what happens to them in the trenches and outside uh, working again alongside the castle's team we made an, uh, an angel and she alludes to the war but she alludes also to Don Quixote, who would have been rumoured to stay there. And she mentions the dragon and the castle's dungeons. And uh, this thing is, our, like our, our first garden was 30 foot below street level. And now we're on street level and the columns still tower up, you know, another 10, 15 metres above our heads before we get on top of the castle and reach the turrets then again. It's a monster of a building. But we have a friendlier welcome of an obligation that if you went with Al and you had your nieces and nephews with you, you wouldn't be having a bad night's sleep maybe after. Does, does that balance make sense in, in how maybe my remit is slightly different? Yeah, so you're taking folks on a journey from war to peace between the buildings and the grounds, it sounds like. It's a little bit that. We're the join between what is the welcome and maybe what is... The, the reflection and when you look back again I'll say it there's there's no good comes from any war when you look to the future you you start to realize but but bringing young children in so that they learn how uh, basically it shouldn't be done when you get older how to say sorry to your sisters even though you feel you didn't do anything wrong is something that I would have been reared with and maybe there's an element of that about it. Peter, they, you've been planning with the staff there for a couple of years to, to get this thing yeah. going, but they're, are they only giving you a couple of weeks to build it? <laughs> yeah, Dave, um, we're, <laughs> they're, I think the inauguration is June 25th, and then obviously it's a working castle, and they've had, ultimately, let's not get into this one, but it's two years of, uh, uh, of, of different um, reason for me not to travel uh, let's say and and they've been hit by that we have to be understanding uh, I guess as again I'll say it my job is to draw or design things in my head number one but number two uh, as my old lecturers used to say you know anybody can draw the question is does it cost a squajillion bajillion 
dollars or, or and does it take 10 years to build in which case it's just an expensive piece of paper in this context how we will do it is the way same way we, we do the television program in ireland and and for your listeners uh, that program is is diy sos at the big bill i think you call it um, move that truck it's one of those type things <laughs> an extreme garden um, makeover kind of thing yeah so in in one case we built uh, what would have been about 0.3 of a hectare uh, about an acre in in, in irish terms um, we built the entire house, uh, two stories, and the garden, post box, you name it, it's all there, built into the piers. And we did that in seven and a half days. Wow. wow. So when, when we go to a castle, we use a similar, I won't say formula, but there's a similar sort of self-imposed pressure where we go to the castle and they're asking us for two weeks and we go, okay, look, we'll go in for a burst. We'll take a Wednesday. We'll disturb you slightly on a Thursday but we do the work on a Thursday and a Friday evening Saturday after three o'clock we'll continue straight through the night Sunday Monday grand back home to Ireland for two weeks let that all settle in case there's any repairs uh, horticulturally that is should they decide to go against gravity and fall over and uh, or die and in and then we come back then for the second install and that's it done that's fast and fast and furious. Yes, it is. Uh, mm. The castle has this. This castle has fallen three times. There's a lot of fighting that's gone on around this thing, and uh, there's even a, a, there's even a German Panzer tank there. That's really that's fascinating. I think I really that really mm. is cool. <laughs> it, it's a, it's a bit of that. I think people if you. You know, if you're six years of age or seven years of age, which ultimately I know I don't sound it at this moment in time, but I'm, I, I, I was telling my young daughter, who's now 12, um, that daddy's a cross between uh, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, and Drop Dead Fred with Rick Mail. <laughs> and um, uh, we were talking about making mud pies and uh, giving them to her mom and putting them under a pillow for her birthday. She, I was saying she'd love this. Be amazing um but you, you have to see it that that if you are six or 16 or 60 if that kid exists and you don't want to see this part of i can say it's education or it's history or it's the past but you know it's you're you're my again i'll say it ireland had a had an interesting history always going back so many uh, centuries and when you get into the, the Irish language it, it's fascinating that the, the the poetry is of ultimate daydreams and metaphors it's not I love you even the Irish for uh, I love you Tom and Rala is, is I'm in love with you it's a little bit deeper you can't say I ran it's it's uh, I ran fast fast as Ernos Naguija which is as fast as the wind the Irish translation for ladybird uh, you know, the little ladybirds, red with the black dots. And you translate that from the English into Irish and back out again to English. It's the little cow of God. Nothing is what it seems. So the, the, the metaphors are how you sneak this in. But ultimately, when you stand back and take a photograph, it's a garden. When you look behind the curtains, you can have all of the symbolism and uh, things that you want. But even in the uh, the Irish, uh, the original garden in the moat, we had a, a seat that was designed loosely on a, a piece of um, 
an island called Inishmore, which is translates as the Big Island, uh, a place called Dune Cahar, and it was um, overlooking the west coast. It did nothing, but it was entirely built out of limestone in it. And when we sat on that, we realized you couldn't sit on this seat and not face each other. You ended up in conversation. Bus stop seating or train uh, seating or underground seating is designed so that you look forward only. We never face each other like as if we're even remotely going to get romantic. It can't happen. So doing that is one thing. Then you see hawthorn trees or protagus for your listeners who, who want to look that up. And, and hawthorns in Ireland are fabled, so you, you don't put them down. And if you do, the fairies would come and put like a, a, a bit of a spell on you. Now, ultimately, it's a tale of biodiversity. But, but you start to realize, it, it, but we had them shaped like quintessentially British gardens for, for the gardens that we would do in London. They're shaped kind of like that. So the Irishness is sort of snuck in, or maybe the, the, the mythology part is snuck in. And in this case, it's the same again. We just have a, there's a different, um, there's a big kid hidden inside a man's body, which is me. Uh, who who is is probably in in charge and and again I'll say it, the daydreaming in times when when things are not so bright you need to be able to uh, daydream and and look inside your heart and turn around and say okay the vinyl player is broke dad's gonna sing Neil Young or we're gonna end up in a in a slight barney of who's better you know is is it Led Zeppers, the Rolling Stones, and you, 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 some sort of concoction of a conversation is going to come to plan where, where you start giggling and smiling, and, and it's important to remember. Again, I'll say it: it's important to remember that even when the, when the things aren't going according to plan, it doesn't matter how extreme. Again, it doesn't matter which nation you're from. We all have our tales uh, there, and that's no reference to what's happening at this moment in time. But daydreaming as a child is hugely important. Stuff to think about mm-hmm. from uh, Peter Donegan, our our uh, Irish friend in the days before St. Patrick's Day. We've got the parade coming up on Saturday here in Salt Lake City. So we got to have a reminder of how you celebrate St. Patrick's Day in Ireland and how different it is from what we do here with our parades and our shamsas and our slancha toasts. It's, it's a bit different. To, the parade is back on in, in the city this year, Lara, but uh, for the second time in my life, I'm in London, funnily enough, on uh, St. Patrick's Day this year. Um, I'm, I'm probably, I think London's probably a bit like Australia. It's nearly made up of Irish, completely Irish, or you're Irish somewhere down the way anyway. It's uh, Ireland's greatest export over the, the last, uh, certainly four decades, uh, has been its people. Um, and, and prior to, but uh, I'll get the morning part at home. But it was always a good reminder. St. Patrick's Day was always a good reminder. Like this, you, you pick up the phone to, to mom when she was around, God bless her. And uh, you, you sort of spend time with family. It's, it, I would rate it a little bit more like your Thanksgiving. Um, and it's, it's worth noting, I, I think Ireland used to have three days um, when the pubs were closed, one of them used to be St. Patrick's Day. The other was obviously Good Friday, and the next one then being Christmas Day. And it was it wasn't lifted. If you go and and check it out, it actually wasn't. I think it was between the seventies and the eighties that St. Patrick's Day became a non a day when the pubs could actually open, which might explain a little bit of the uh, the family guy colloquialisms 
um, that seem to be bandied about the place, which are also, I should add, hilarious. Um, but it, but generally speaking, yeah, we'd go to the local parade rather than the, the big one in the city. We'd always support the, the local businesses who sort of get into it. And it, it, it's just a good, wholesome time to, to sit back. Um, the 17th is the 17th always, so it can sometimes be on a, a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, etc. weekday. You just get one day midweek in the middle of the year. Tommy Tiernan's joke, who's a good Irish comedian, was we, we, we knew we couldn't last 40 days and 40 nights without a drink. And that's why we put St. Patrick's Day in the middle of it. Um, I didn't make that joke. He, he did, but I find it hilarious. Attribution is key. I know, yeah. <laughs> well, Peter, it's, it's so good to see you, and especially after the last tough two years, and that you're still... Uh, working away and have this new peace garden going in uh, your second project in France. We'll put a link in the show notes so folks can check out all the designs. It looks really beautiful. So so great to talk talk with you as always, Peter. And uh, we need to make some sort of an excuse. We have to come there, or you have to come here again. <laughs> we we have to be in the same room again and tip up a nice uh, Guinness together and uh, celebrate old times. I'm unsure what would happen, Al, if you actually came to Dublin. I, I, that's an experiment. Maybe I'm unsure Ireland is ready for. Uh, there's, a, there's a chance you could join a, a, an Irish trad band and actually run away with the circus. I, I don't know. You could end up in charge of Dublin Zoo, for all I know. Uh, it's, it, the, the mind boggles, but I know Ireland would fall in love with you and, uh, and Lara all over, absolutely, in the same way I did. And it's been a genuine, absolute from-the-heart pleasure. And thank you so much uh, to you and, and your listeners for, for entertaining me for the last uh, little bit of time. It's been been genuine pleasure from the heart, yeah. Happy St. Patrick's Day. You too. And that is Peter Donegan from Ireland. Met him in 2017 when he came to town. And we've been in touch ever since, right, Al? Good stuff. Really good stuff. Long, long friendships we made there. Check tonight's show notes for a link to the Peace Garden he's working on in France. And we have time for one more song and to find out more about our featured band tonight, Al. Spirit Machines are with us. And uh, we were just talking a little bit uh, while we were listening to Peter. And you guys are all from different backgrounds and a really different group of folks. How the heck did you get together? Pepper. Um, well, basically, Dave and I met at an open mic here at the Vertical Diner that JT Draper runs. And, JT. Um, he said that he was from Boston. I had spent some time there um, when I was going to school. And uh, Dave Dave gets in touch with everybody because he in, he's always inviting people to shows and promoting shows. And he contacted me and, you know, pretty much uh, just got me singing. I was playing my own songs at that time. And... He got me roped into a show, and uh, it's, it was just kind of history, and Dave uh, talks to musicians all over, and I don't know, where did he find you, Mike? Mike, Mike Collins, drummer. Um, so I, was, I spent 10 years studying business all over the world uh, so I could market music, um, and I had a band originally I was going to do that with, and when I came back from China, I spent two years there, um, but we got in a huge argument, and the band completely fell apart. So I had all this knowledge. <laughs> yeah. So I had all this knowledge, but I didn't have a band. So I hit up a few different jazz clubs because they let musicians sit in. And I like musicians who play jazz are generally pretty good musicians. So I went to a few different places. The first place I went, Dave was in the audience and he just he said we should jam sometime. And then he introduced me to Pepper and 
yeah, that's how I became a part of this band. And Sergio? Stoked. Uh, Dave and I are in another local band called Scenic Byway, and after one of those shows, they're like, we need a bassist. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> this seems really fun. Sergio's an amazing bartender, ah. and uh, when I moved here, I knew I was destined to work at Purgatory, um, and uh, regretfully so. Not because not of the place. I just didn't <laughs> want to work with all my friends, but eventually uh, I was just like in the same scene as, as uh, Sergio, yeah. so I, I pulled him in. And uh, you guys are going back and forth to Boston, recording a new album soon? Yes, we are. Um, we're, we've written most of the songs, and Dave has a really great relationship with Will Holland at Chill House Studios. And um, he said that he could put our record together in three days. So we flew out there and did it, our first record, Feel Again, in three days. And, you know, it sounds pretty good. So we're thinking about going back there because um, we're, we're comfortable, and Dave likes to be home. His mom likes him to come and visit sometimes <laughs> it's just a, it's a fast place and and it we really can do a lot of work quickly yeah. uh the, the guy that that runs it he ran a, a music shop in my hometown so i don't know he's just he's family you got a couple gigs coming up tell folks where they can see you play live we're playing on the 26th at piper down that's this month that's this month yep um and then we play on the 23rd of April at the Depot, which is going to be insane. With, with Royal Bliss. Well, oh, yeah, we yeah. opened for Royal Bliss. <laughs> uh, we were lu lucky enough to go up to the Cash in Logan like two months ago. Oh, the Cash Bar, yeah. Yeah, uh -huh. and they, they had us up there, and we opened for them, and they, they invited us because of that one for this April 23rd show. So put, mark it on your calendar, Salt Lake City. We got another track off Feel Again, which you put out right at the start of COVID. Mm -hmm. And where can folks get this album? You can find this album on Spotify, Apple Music, or our personal favorite, Bandcamp. Um, or you can go to our website at www.spiritmachinesband.com and, and find it there and buy a CD, which is where we've done most of our sales. People like CDs. Or a vinyl record. We got vinyls out. Vinyl. Yeah. I love it. I know. Okay. I wish we brought one for your, <laughs> your studio. We got turntables in the corner now. Yeah, we'll bring one. All right. Well, we'll put all the links in the show notes, folks, so you can catch up with the band. You can go to their gigs. You can download the album and also uh, get on a wait list, I'm guessing, for the new one. <laughs> so, Aldine, do the honors. One more from Spirit Machines, fresh and homegrown on KRCL 90.9. This is Watch It Burn. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. See you at the parade. Gateway tomorrow, 11 a.m. Aaron Gobra. Stars.
KRCL 90.9 FM HD1, Salt Lake City, Ogden, Provo, 96.7 FM in Park City, and on the web at krcl.org.